Fast-changing risks affect people, businesses, and economies in today's turbulent world. Perils like cyber attacks, political violence, or threats to financial institutions. Listen in as Mosaic Insurance Specialists quiz fellow experts on the most significant industry topics of our time. Welcome to this Mosaic moment. Hi, I'm Heather Blazer, political violence underwriter for Mosaic Insurance. I'm pleased to speak today with Yoni Sherizen. He's co-founder of a new technology platform called Gabriel. It's a real-time response technology for incidents such as workplace violence, active shooter events, and other emergencies. Yoni and I were connected through colleagues at Lloyd's Lab. Yoni and his team have developed an innovative solution for a terrible and growing global trend. We're talking about mass shootings. So Yoni, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Um, it feels like every year we're seeing an increase in number of these violent attacks and incidents um, that impact communities and businesses uh, globally um, and definitely in the U.S., we're not seeing the attacks being sort of at the same level as 9-11. Um, the scale is a bit smaller. It's more about lone wolf attacks and, and what we kind of refer to as active shooter or active assailant attacks. Um, tragically, the sheer number of these attacks is on the rise. The numbers are almost inconceivable. Statistics show the U.S. averages more than one mass shooting a day. And I think um, it says mass shootings are defined as incidents in which four or more people are shot or killed. And that's excluding the attacker. So when you and I met for the first time, you said that this phenomenon sort of gave you the idea for developing your software, Gabriel. And, you know, I just wanted to ask you a bit about the trends that you and your team are noticing and tell us a little bit about how those gave rise to this relevant technology that you've built. Yeah, thanks, Heather, for having me and, and absolutely agree with the sentiment and the statistics that cutting, according to the Gun Violence Archive, the numbers continue to increase and when we started about six years ago, uh, after having a, a near miss with a situation and seeing you know, how chaos so quickly takes over in those incidents, we put together a world-class team to reimagine a different outcome from these sorts of threats, a different way of addressing and even preventing them. Uh, and unfortunately, the statistics continue to go up. It's not only one a day, it's we're now approaching almost two a day in the U.S. And, you know, the impact is just really unthinkable. Yeah, and it sounds like, Yoni, this technology that you've developed has really been born out of this scary reality that we live in. Um, can you kind of just tell us a bit more, like how can we save more lives? Can you explain a little bit about how your idea works um, and what it does exactly? Yeah, when we set out to address this challenge, what we found was that there are cycles and patterns that repeat themselves in these sorts of incidents. And whether it's workplace violence, whether it's a mass shooting, uh, whether it's a terror attack, a lot of them follow exactly the same patterns. So we simply took those patterns and broke them down and then automated the critical processes for early detection, alerting, and a smarter, safer response, and wrapped that up into a technology solution that could be easily deployed into the work environment, into education environments, into retail, hospitality, etc. Um, and then by putting that smart technology out there, we're actually able to create more resilient spaces. Yeah. And was there sort of a, like an individual type of events that happened to you that really kind of put your foot on the gas to come up with this technology and make you think we need to do something and we need to do something now? Um, to, to make responding to these incidents easier, better, and obviously much more efficient. 
Yeah, there was a shooting in, uh, I'm, I'm based out of Israel, there was a shooting in Tel Aviv uh, where I had been on site earlier in the day. And as I left, the person who I was meeting with actually um, had no idea that this incident had started to unfold right underneath her office. And as she went out to leave the building, she literally drove straight into the line of fire, not realizing that this was now an incident, an active and ongoing incident that was unfolding. And thankfully, she was okay. Um, but again, having seen how this situation so quickly cascaded into chaos, how people literally walked straight into the line of fire, not knowing that they were in danger, that motivated us to look at these things and say, how in the world could this have happened? Yet, how in the world can we make it better next time? How could we prevent this from happening again? And just a few days later was the Pulse nightclub shooting down in Orlando, Florida. So observing that from a distance, which at the time was the worst mass shooting in U.S. history, which went on for over two and a half hours, seeing how that unfolded, that really upset us, to put it politely. And, and you know, with that, we decided we had to throw ourselves at this and, and really make a change. So, yeah, Yoni, if you're going back kind of to that terror attack in June of 2016, which was also right around the time of the Pulse nightclub shooting, if your technology had been, you know, installed in those areas, how would those events looked different? How would they have played out uh, differently with your technology and your software? Yeah, so as soon as a threat would have presented itself, automatically alerts would have let people know to get to safe places, to distance themselves from that environment. And first responders would have been given instant eyes and ears to understand what is taking place, where they need to respond to, so that they're not just being called and asked to turn up at an address, asked to turn up at the front door, but they actually know what's going on on the other side. And look, you know, we've seen so often responders turning up and, and not knowing what's on the other side of the door. If you give them those eyes and ears, it completely changes the posture, and that completely changes the way an incident unfolds. In addition, people whether they be working upstairs like my, like my friend or they be in the environment, they won't find themselves running into the line of fire because they know where to go, where it's safe, where it's not to. And, and by giving that early notification, you can create a really safe spaces away from trouble. As soon as those alerts go out, people are told where to go, where not to go. They're given clear directions. And also, if they see something, they can they can share that information. If you see something, you can say something. So they can get that information into the hands of law enforcement. They can get that information into the hands of security. And they can also be told, again, where the, where is there a safe room or where not to go in order to stay away from harm. And it allows law enforcement or responders to actually intervene in that situation even before someone physically turns up. It gives them those critical eyes and ears and two-way communication inside the scene. Which, you know, if we go over to the Pulse nightclub shooting, you know, we saw, unfortunately, people inside not being treated for two and a half hours, right? A, a very, very difficult scenario to even replay in our own minds. We're committed to preventing these things from happening in the first place. But if they do happen, we have to be able to get to people faster, to treat the injured, and to put an end to the threat as fast as possible. So it's really interactive in real time, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm pleased to say this technology is now being deployed across the U.S. It's now in 13 U.S. states. And we've had a number of incidents, obviously on the training and preparation side, but also real-life tests where the technology has, in effect, saved lives in real time. That is, it's amazing. And, and I feel like this technology is truly powerful, Yoni. Um, I almost feel like software like this should be 
in every building and system code, you know, to help people navigate moments like this much more safely. Um, Also, one of the things I do feel is such a value of this is that it allows businesses and companies and schools to have action plans and really think about what they're going to do in, you know, one of the moment you hope they never have to face, but unfortunately could be a reality for them. So just the fact that it almost forces that pre-incident moment to really be able to be prepared and have a plan. And then, of course, while the, you know, incident unfolds, being able to react so much better, be able for first responders to see what's happening on the other side of that door. I mean, it's it's really incredible. Um, we at Mosaic feel it's so important because we even offer it in conjunction with our active assailant product that we offer. Um, you know, it's got real risk management benefits, but of course, most importantly, it's saving lives. I could not agree more. You know, Heather, We've taken best practices and built them into the software and built them into the the user experience so that as new customers of ours on board, they're forced to implement things like emergency action plans, like having a first response or security team on site. It's really taking mass notification and taking it to the next level of two-way communication in real time, constantly improving your operating picture in in the event of an incident, and then bringing those early detection capabilities on. But to your point about regulation, you know, I, I, it's our dream. Our dream is that every building should be really required to improve the standard of life safety and the technology that's out there to protect people. And, and I don't believe that it's a dream that we can't achieve. You know, the insurance industry led the charge on fire safety 100 years ago. Insurers refused to protect spaces that didn't have the right technology, the right resources in place. And that eventually got the regulator in place to actually set a new standard. And today, I believe we're, we're really fast on that track to get life safety technology in place to protect people against workplace violence, against active shooter situations, active assailant threats, so we don't have to keep losing lives and really upturning the people's innocent lives um, really forever. Yeah, no, that's that was when I first met you and you first explained this to me. Exactly the first thought I had was just how is this not, and this needs to be part of our world. You know, um, it's, a, it's a sad reality, but it's one that is true. Um, and making it a safer world to live in is what we should be looking to do. But, you know, looking again at the wider landscape and the alarming trends we're seeing out there, what else do you think individuals and businesses can do to protect themselves and their employees, their families, schools, and their communities at a whole? Yeah, you know, we work with every single customer to help them become more resilient and better prepared. And if I were to choose just a few tips to share, number one would be to set up your emergency action plans. Make sure they're in place, but also to challenge them. Think about, is there a risk? Is there a threat that perhaps we're not thinking about? Because so often we're caught by surprise. It's something that if we had just spent a few minutes to consider, we would have included in our preparation. But because we were rushed or it wasn't priority, it didn't get addressed. The second thing I would say is to train and to drill and to set KPIs. How long does it take us to pick up on something suspicious? How long does it take us to alert people and alert authorities, etc.? And then train again, drill again, and beat those KPIs every single time. And the third thing I would say is leverage the power of your people. Don't think that it just has to be the security guard at the front or just the greeter who sees people. You know, you've got precious eyes and ears who understand the nuance, 
understand what belongs, what doesn't belong, and empower the people in your community. It can really be literally life-saving. If I can share one story, just last week we had uh, an incident at one of our customer sites where an alert security guard saw someone suspicious outside the building. And by instantly getting on it and pressing a Gabriel panic button in that environment, it automated all the critical processes, everything from alerting law enforcement to getting everyone inside the building into lockdown and in safe rooms. And the good news is that person who was carrying a gun did not make it in the building. They were apprehended very quickly by police and there was no harm to anyone on site. That's incredible. And it must be quite rewarding to see this play out in, in real time and in real life and, and save lives in those types of incidents. And again, just sort of reinforce what, you know, we mentioned at the beginning. Now, this should really be a part of everyone's lives now. Um, and it will help cut down on any type of emergency, you know, saving lives, really. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, that's why we brought this to the insurance industry. Because we believe that we, we have a common denominator with underwriters like yourself, right? None of us want to see a catastrophe hit an insured. An insured doesn't want to face a catastrophe. And so by leveraging the power of technology, but also the power of costs, right? By helping people reduce the risk and the possibility of having to spend money on something that none of us ever want to face, we can actually incentivize people to take steps and life-saving measures before they face a threat like this. Thank you so much, Yoni. I think those are really helpful tips that you provided, you know, for the clients and just people that are listening, anyone, if there's a business owner or a parent or, you know, working within a community, um, just being prepared at least gives them a small sense of comfort um, and strength in these overpowering type of situations that they're going to face. So, you know, we really appreciate your time and for you to come and give us this insight and tell us a bit more about what you guys are doing. So thank you. Thank you so much, Heather. Thanks for listening. Feel free to download, follow and share on social and recommend us to colleagues and clients. See you here next time for another Mosaic Moment.